you have to be 100% on, on like whatever you are offering. So if that is coaching, if that's a course, if that's one-on-one -on -one mentorship, like whatever that is, you have to be like, this feels so aligned and so perfect that I can do it for the next four years and I'm gonna make a million dollars. So that's my biggest piece of advice. It's, it's against everything everyone else will tell you as far in the business world, but it's about what's inside of you and what feels right. Welcome to the Healer Dealer Podcast. This is an invitation to expand and empower your own gifts through conversations with the modern mystics, healers, and visionaries of our time. The only way to heal ourselves is to deal with it. I'm your Healer Dealer, Diana Zalecki, and I am so excited to share with you my conversation with visionary entrepreneur, Megan Everett. Megan is a glowing example of what we can hope to become. She's a SaaS and EdTech founder and CEO, a board member and advisor for other companies and nonprofits, an investor and speaker. She continues to volunteer her community through youth soccer and domestic uh, violence shelters. Meg is the big sister you can't wait to grab a coffee with. And when you do, you are leaving with a plan, whether it's for your business, relationship, or your own head, she has got your back. Her humility and gratitude for life is inspiring. There's a warmth and openness to her that makes her easy to talk to. Her genuine belief that anyone can achieve their dreams draws you so close to her that you definitely get that feeling of like, I wanna be on Team Meg. Um, she has worked with everyone from Mark Cuban companies to relationship and mental wellness experts like Mark Groves. She's kind, decisive, gives epic advice, all while unapologetically being herself. Megan launched Perform in just seven months from brainstorming it in a parking lot. By month 10, Perform was bringing in 100K MRR and continues to grow every month. To the public, she may seem to move through major life events and issues seamlessly, but she talks about those issues openly on social media. In Megan's words, I'm just a small town girl who decided at seven she wanted to change the world. So that was always the goal. Work hard and make a difference. So I just hope you guys enjoy this episode. Megan's a dear friend of mine. She gives epic advice. She's real as it gets. She's self-made. And I mean, just we talk about everything going from being raised in a cult to becoming a CEO, how you really have to trust yourself in building your business and making moves and redefining you know, for yourself what success means and how we change and our success changes. Um, and also like really getting it down into creating a tangible plan. I think it's, this is an important episode for all spiritual entrepreneurs to listen to. You all have great ideas. You all have all these visions. Let's make those visions happen. As we get into the 5D reality, we have to also anchor back into 3D. What are you gonna build? What are you gonna show up as? How are you gonna move forward in this new world? These are the tools. Megan's got your back. And I'm also super excited to share. She has a mastermind that I am a part of called Sales Boss Mastermind. She is, it's literally bringing in your idea and road mapping it, how to have a successful, I cannot talk, successful rest of the year and successful 2021. And you know, you can be both. You can be a badass boss. You can be an entrepreneur and a spiritual being. So buckle up. Let's get ready. Cheers. Hi friends, I am super excited to share that this episode is partly sponsored by the Journey to the Empress program. 
Uh, you've heard me on solo episodes refer to myself as the Empress Advisor. That is me. Um, I am a spiritual advisor connecting you to your spiritual resources and intuitive gifts. I work one-on-one with entrepreneurs, helping them create massive clarity to make room for their next million-dollar idea. I blend my work with the Akashic Records, with my gifts as a medium and psychic to channel loving and direct insight to support you on your journey. I specialize in guiding you to remember who you are as a cosmic light being who came here to rise, to be seen, and to support the collective with your gifts. So if you're feeling you're not in the entrepreneur category, do not worry. I have been working one-on-one with uh, women and men who are exploding with their intuitive gifts and need a confidence boost. So I am currently enrolling for my next round of Journey to the Empress. It is a three-month one-on-one mentorship with me designed to bring greater passion, clarity, and confidence into all parts of your life. This program provides you with the tools and guidance to develop a deep trust in your gifts, the ability to use your intuition to direct your life, and a genuine understanding and a power of self love. So if that feels in alignment with you, please feel free to send me a message at love at empressadvisor.com and I will share more information with you. And if you're curious on like feedback on like learning more, like what's this about? Like I'm just going to read one of these amazing testimonials from one of my clients. Um, says, Diana is a badass and ruling in the Journey to the Empress program allowed me to step into my power, own my metaphysical gifts and get out of my own way. With Diana's guidance, insight and encouragement, I have taken steps to start my own magical business, something I never dreamed possible. Journey to the Empress is one of the best investments I've ever made and it was fun. So don't mean to toot my own horn, but I am. So toot toot, Empress toot. So let me know if you have any questions. Again, check out check me out at empressadvisor.com. You can reach out to me at love at empressadvisor.com. Enjoy the show. Cheers. Are you looking for kind, compassionate, and mindful medicine? I am so excited to share with you about SourcePoint Wellness. SourcePoint Wellness is an integrative healing oasis located in Los Angeles that combines Chinese, functional, and spiritual medicine along with a bit of magic. Dr. Amanda and her team of experts offer virtual healing services to anybody in the world, including integrative telemedicine, herbal medicine, distance acupuncture and Reiki, goddess acupuncture, Akashic readings, chakra balancing, healing energy work, EFT, and customized breathwork. Literally everything and anything you need to be fully supported, mind, body, and spirit, Dr. Amanda and her team at SourcePoint Wellness has got you covered. Follow them on Instagram at SourcePoint Wellness or email Dr. Amanda directly at drcohen at sourcepointwellness.com. I feel like this entire episode is going to be us just like laughing. No, I just, I just, okay. I'm, I, I, I always want to keep it the laugh at the beginning, but I am just so grateful to have you on, Megan. People call you Meg, Megan. Um, I'm just like super, super pumped to have you on the Healer Dealer podcast. Uh, I would just like to let our audience know that um, Megan and I have a tendency to get into what I have affectionately called the Megan Vortex. So, um, no conversations are light conversations in the sense of like, you can't have a five minute chat. Like, like, it's like, literally I'm like, I don't feel like talking on the phone. And then I end up talking to her for like an hour and a half at least. I don't know if there's a time we've spoken on the phone that it hasn't hit below the hour mark. Um, I think we both, like, I tried to call you the other day and was like, 
I have a 430. It'll only be 20 minutes. And you're like, I'm already on another call. And I was like, damn it. Oh, I was like, I was like, oh, we would have had restraints and boundaries within the time. Cause I'm like, I can't get sucked to the vortex. I have things, I have to get things done and I will get into it. But that is just something I love about you because you are not surface at all. You are like really in it for deep connection. And I think that that's something that is really a beautiful reminder of the power of being the CEO in your life, being the boss, and also how important those personal relationships are. So before I get into it, because I have like a million questions I want to ask you, because um, I'm just so excited and I know you bring so much value to like everywhere you go and every place you speak, um, just to give our audience a little bit of background. So Megan and I met in a business mastermind. I'm in the entry level one called Fast Foundations with Chris Harder. And Megan came in as a guest speaker talking about uh, the power of sales and connection. And I think I, when we first initially met after you spoke, I think I, I were both Aries, but I yeah. felt my Aries energy. You were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a lot of Aries energy coming at me. <laughs> well, I just been on stage for two hours. Oh, totally. So you had like the clan of entrepreneurs surrounding you. You know, we, we had met that time and then like hit, then hits the pandemic and we had stayed in touch and we just have been talking consistently since the pandemic started. And it's just like our friendship naturally grew and these like hour long conversations about once a week. And I'm just super grateful um, for, you know, Chris Harder and that mastermind that that's how I got introduced to you. Cause it's just like, you know, now having you as a friend, it means so much to me. And I just, I'm so grateful for you. So I just wanted to give everybody a heads up on that. You know, what's funny about that is I've met, I become friends with some of the speakers that were at the elite one. So like, it's kind of full circle, you know, we get, we get all of it. I love it. I'm grateful for it too. And so I, before we get, cause there's so much to go over and I'm going to take a little a backseat cause you do have your own amazing mastermind that I cannot wait to share about that. Um, it's going to just like be an epic game changer for everybody listening. Um, I am going to take a few steps back, even though I'm giving teasers right now, because the thing that I just want to really help all my listeners with is a lot of the people that are listening are different types of mystics and healers and visionaries. And something I've been seeing with the clients I'm working with one-on-one -on -one is more people are stepping up to become their own boss. More people are realizing what their gifts are. More people are feeling the call to do something different that's more in a heart-aligned space. And um, something that I also want to note um, is you know, I think, and I'll speak for myself with my own experience and the types of, you know, business owners in the spiritual communities, there is sometimes a shying away of, or a like, like, Ooh, that feels icky when they hear the word sales. And so I wanted to ask you right off the bat, and then we're going to take a step back because I have so much to go over, but I first want to just like debunk the word sales, like what does sales mean to you and how can we rethink what, you know, we've grown up with thinking what sales is? Well, I think when we hear sales, especially like us in our thirties or forties, even we think about like the movies that we saw or like door to door salesmen or used cars salesmen, you know, or the telemarketer who called during dinner and our parents would get so upset 
sales has changed so much and it's not, I always say like, I'm, I don't make sales and you know this, like we talked about the mastermind and I'm literally just talking to my friends and I don't use tactics. There's no need to. So like when I make a sale and I never have, I've never used like FOMO or like some sense of urgency. I always am here are the details. Here's who I am. And like buy or don't like if it feels good for you, buy it. If it doesn't don't. Um, and I've been the top sales rep at other companies that way too. It doesn't need to feel salesy. You don't need to play games. What gave you the confidence to move? Cause you have such a centered sense of worthiness, which I think is where that, confidence comes from is like, you absolutely know your worth. So where do you feel that sense of worth had been instilled in you to be able to confidently move forward and be like, Hey, this is the way other people are doing things. And that's the way I choose not to do them. I think for me, I don't, I think we've talked about this a little bit. So I worked in healthcare administration for eight years, which is such a like black and white life or death, like a highly ethical place to be. So for me, like things just didn't feel good. And I was like, I don't want to do them that way. And one of the first like sales coaches I worked for um, had told me, he's like, maybe you're just like a relationship-based salesperson. And I didn't know what that was. And I was like, what is that? Tell me more. Like, how does that work? He's like, it takes more time, but you're literally like building real relationships and making friends. And I was like, oh, I can do that. Because everything else felt really bad. You know what I mean? Like, telling somebody that this deal is not going to be there tomorrow when it is, or like that X number of spots are available when like there's unlimited, you know what I mean? Like all the things we see and we even see on Instagram and we're kind of like, if we've been in sales, we know that that's not true. And we're kind of like, Oh, whatever. Yeah. But if you have it, like it instills that in you that you need to do it right now. Well, something, okay. So now this is where I'm going to tie back, you know, take a few steps because somebody listening to this, will be like, okay, yeah, yeah, Megan, you're CEO of this company valued at over 27 million. Very easy for you to talk about this. And, you know, we can project our own stories onto people that are super successful and have built great things. Right. I think that's one of our collectives, you know, in the comparison game. Right. But the thing I'd love to dive into is you are absolutely self-made. And I think it is such fucking inspiration to know where you've come from and what you've built in such a short amount of time. And nothing's been handed to you. So can we do a little journey back to, uh, and I'm, everybody's minds are going to be blown, like you literally were raised in a cult. So how the hell did you go from being raised in a cult to leaving to becoming a CEO? What does that look like, Megan? A 20-year journey from 17 to now. Oh, well, okay. Um, well, no, okay. <laughs> we'll give a little like overview. Um, so I basically just said, like, I don't believe this stuff. Some things happen in my family. And refused to go to church anymore when I was 17. But it was a very like strict fundamentalist Christian had to wear dresses even when we played sports type of place. Um, so I left when I was 17 and moved in with a friend's family because I was also kicked out of my house for not going to church. Um, 
and then went to college. The thing that's different for my family is that everyone has gone to college for like four generations. Um, but I grew up very like poor. My dad wasn't around. We didn't have a lot in the house, but I did have the benefit of being able to go to college, which is great, which gave me a step up. Um, but you know, leaving a cult was weird. And like, I definitely went through my little party phase and my twenties, like everyone does, but mine was a little extreme. Um, but then I went into healthcare. I kind of like, I was like, I have to do things this way to make sure that I never end up back there. If that makes sense. Like yeah. it was so much of like, like, I don't ever want to be in a position where I have to go home and go back to that church. So it was like, I have to get a career. I have to work really hard. I have to do all these things. And I did that. I worked my way up a corporate ladder with a healthcare system and like managed outside clinics for almost eight years. Um, but I just wasn't happy. So I decided to try sales and three, four years into selling for other people, I blew up at a CEO and quit and, uh, started perform. <laughs> so, okay. You, thank you. I know it's like a lot. I was asking. I'm like, like, I don't oh, know how to fit all that into an answer. It's hard, but I, I have a couple like key points yes. out of that. So, I mean, what do you feel? And I'm going to kind of go, we're going to go a little bit present past kind of like hop. I don't know. The word hopscotch keeps coming up like back and forth. Um, I'm just my coffee. <laughs> the Diana isms, um, hair. Um, so something you mentioned as far as like growing up in, uh, I, is it fair to say a Christian cult? Yeah. I mean, I always say like cultish. I'm it's weird. Like, and you may know this, I have this like sense of like responsibility to not hurt people that are still there. Yeah. So like, I try to be very sensitive about what I publicly call it, which is why I always say like strict fundamental church or like cult ish. Um, well, I think also too, the term cult is, you know, specifically when we're talking about going from like 3d, 5d reality, it's like the word cult is very like binary in our languaging. So people will immediately have a reaction to it. Whereas like, you know, I, I had this conversation, I think a couple episodes ago with my, one of my uh, friends, Marisol, you know, we were talking about just, you know, I don't, and this could be like a whole nother podcast episode, so I won't go too much into it, but like the whole idea of, of specific cults, it's not like it, they're meaning well, like everything's meaning well when these, when different groups are trying to, in their eyes, build this certain lifestyle. So I just right. think that what I'd like to tie back into now is, you know, being the hyper uber super successful you successful person you are, and you've like pioneered your way from that, you know, that time into now. What pieces, having grown up, what you know, you're talking about growing up poor. How has that shaped your view on success and abundance, and growing the company that you've grown? abundance was a really hard thing for me to get like the mindset of abundance and like money mindset. I was like, you guys are crazy. You don't ever spend money. You don't have, you have to have savings. You need a 401. You know what I mean? Like, cause you come from that scarcity of like, I don't ever want to be in a place where I'm not going to have again. So you set everything up the way that like 
basically like baby boomers told you to. You know what I mean? Like, does that make sense? Like it was yeah. this very like, so it was really hard for me and I still struggle with it. I think anybody that grew up in like, sometimes like not having food or whatever, like, and we grew up poor, like I still, we still always had a house to live in. You know what I mean? Like there were things that I look at and I'm like, it wasn't that bad. And like my mom really tried, but I think that you get in this place where I don't even know like how, like, I don't feel confident seeing that I'm out of it. Cause there's still moments where I'm like, Oh, like we're losing money in the company because, Oh wow. There's a pandemic all of a sudden and people are closing down and people are laying off 25% of their workforce. Like, I don't know if you knew this, but while we were at that mastermind, like friends of mine, even I was getting emails from VCs that week that were like lay off 20% of the staff right now. Wow. So like this was all going on while like the rest of the world was like, oh, there's this like disease in New York and Italy and China and like, we're totally fine. You know what I mean? Like, and we were in this little entrepreneurial bubble that week. Um... And didn't know. So I think there's always, there's a realization that all of this could go away for me, but it has to come back to like knowing things about myself that are like, I know that I will always be able to make money. I know I'm capable of bringing in whatever I want. Like, and it sounds silly because people are like, I don't know how many people that listen to this are like totally on board with this, but I'm like, if I believe it, I can make it happen. Yes. Well, the thing I also love that you always speak of is um, you really believe in the people around you, specifically women around you. Like you truly deeply believe every, like all the women should be millionaires. (laughs) I do, but I was also, I was really lucky. I had people when I was a sales rep, even in healthcare, like be like, you have potential. I'm going to take you with me. You know what I mean? So it was like, there was always the woman in my life, like bringing me up. Um, and you hear other people talk about this now. And I was like, and I just think it's amazing to look back at even being like 2021 or even in my teenage years where like my boyfriend's mom, like took me to benefits at a hospital. You know what I mean? Like things like that. So I could actually see like what's going on in the real world. Like, and I think there's something really special about being a young girl who's grown up without money, being like in a very good way shown what money does. Because once I saw that, I was like, oh, I, I don't want this life. You know what I mean? Like, it's different than seeing like people on TV with Range Rovers and Mercedes and Bentleys and all of that. It's like real life people in your community. Well, it's also, um, you know, I talked about this in the last, in a solo episode I did is like, you know, being able to choose what you want, not having to do something because of your financial um, situation, like being able to just, okay, so I'm going to just do real talk as we're doing this, make it has like under eye, like mask, face mask things. (laughs) I thought you had some like, I thought you had some like face serum on and I was like, wow, that's like really shiny spot underneath your eye. You're like, skin's brilliant. Is that one of the gold, the under eye gold ones? Um, no, these are like little like K-beauty ones. <laughs> um, 
they're like rose water and like I don't know. Oh, I love it. Can I, I have, I, I, we're not getting off topic. All these people that are listening, these are like all my friends. So I, I, a full disclosure. Okay. I know we went a little sidebar. So right before we got on this interview, I spray myself with rose water, like all day long. Like I'm literally like, I bless myself with rose water. Da, 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 da. And I have like, I'm always on the search for like new deodorants and I have like all the natural ones. And so I have a specific brand. I'm not going to say it's all natural and it's a this spray one. That works. I, I feel like that none of them work. Like they work for <laughs> certain hours. Um, but like, anyways, so I have the spray one in the bathroom and I freaking thought it was my rose spray and I sprayed it on my face. I was like, oh, spritz. I was like, oh, but it's like chamomile and, and, you know, tea tree. I guess my face is fine. Um, but anyways, okay. I know we got a little sidetracked, but this is just like real talk here. Sorry. What would you say? Do you put your rose water in the fridge, like your spritzer? I, I, I like to do that. And I just also just like carry it around with me. The thing is, is it feels a little cool already right now. So if I put it in the fridge, it'll feel like little like rose water daggers because it'll maybe be like a little too cold. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Welcome to the no, they like It's all my friends. I feel like everybody that listens is like one of my fr- our friends. That's okay, like, it's not, this is it. This is, this is like real, t- this is like real life. Okay. I'm blessing everybody through this microphone. Can we talk about the. <laughs> what? Kidding. Tell me what. Okay. Can we talk about the DM I sent you this morning? <laughs> Just kidding. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're so funny. Um, okay. Sorry guys. This is actually like how our conversation, it's like, we'll literally go from like talking about, um, like business stuff and then ridiculous uh, gifts and memes and all these kinds of things is, it, this is just real life here. Um, okay. So I just want to, I just want to loop this back in. Okay. A couple different things. Can you explain your company now and what it, and what it, what it is and how is it, you know, serving the world? Oh, did we not do that yet? <laughs> no, we did. I'm going to do an intro, but like to really explain. Okay. So many people are like, I don't understand. Perform does a lot now. I think the best way to like explain it is that there's, I like it sounds so weird, but there's like almost like different companies under Perform. Um, so we have Perform, which is like our first product, which is our software. It connects to CRMs and forecasts out all of your sales using your actual rep data, which is amazing. Um, it's different than like what Salesforce or HubSpot will do with your data because they aggregate everything. So it's very nerdy and boring and like, but exciting for companies that want to know what they're going to make and how to make money. Um, then we have an entire course system, which works in two ways. We either take your rep data from the software and suggest courses, or you can just buy a subscription to our course library. Um, there's over a hundred hours of sales courses in there. And for some reason I'm crazy and it's only $24.99 a month. Oh, wow. A crazy person. I don't know why I did that. And I just like have never taken the effort to make it more, but it's good. You know, it's out there. Anybody can use it. Um, we haven't made our courses available to buy, which we may change like early next year. So 
I'm going to ask something because I'm thinking about my listeners here. Yeah. Um, you know, who I would say, you know, varying the gamut of different professions, I'd, I'd say a lot of people that are listening, I'm going to just label you all. And if you're not, don't send me any hating things. Uh, but like, I'd say service-based spiritual entrepreneurs, I'd say uh-huh. like, you know, all different kinds of healers. So I want to ask you this, why... I think a lot of healers that I know in just the past, there's a lot of old beliefs around, um, I don't need to sell myself. I don't need to share, like it's all word of mouth, which yes, of course, word of mouth. But I think the thing that you talked about earlier, which is great to remind people is just like about like relationships, like how important relationships are. Um, Why would it be important for somebody that we would label as a spiritual entrepreneur? Why would it be important for them to understand the structure around scaling and sales? You know, why would that be something important to know and learn? So I, it's actually funny that I'm in like such a business world because a lot of my friends like you and then like friends I grew up with are in the spiritual coaching world. Um, and I will say the massive difference between my friends that are networking and on social media and like putting themselves out there and not necessarily saying like buy from me because most of my friends that are in the spiritual world don't. They're not putting courses out. They're not saying bye from me. They're sharing like tips and information every day on social media and they're building their network and it still is a referral network. You just have to make it bigger. So like my thing is you want to get to the point where you're sharing all these things to where the people that are following you are like, oh, what do you do? Or do you work with people? Like you can still let them come to you. And they're still going to DM you when you have a funny meme or when you share something about relationships that resonates with them. You don't have to be the person that's like, buy from me, buy from me, buy from me. Um, you don't have to put out a new course every six months to get customers. You know what I mean? Like you can do things and we all know this. Like you can do webinars, you can do freebies, you can put together like a little weekly email or whatever. And Diana, you do this stuff great, but it's, the massive difference between my friends who are doing those things and aren't is that they're not manifesting that money in their life at all. And they're coaching it and they're teaching it, but they're not doing it themselves. Um, I have, have, she's still a friend. We're just like not as intertwined anymore, but we used to work together all the time and I've like built two websites for her and done all these things. And she kept saying like, I don't know why nobody's coming. And I'm like, because you're not doing it. Like you, it's kind of the old story of like, you know, that one about the guy on the roof and God sends him help. And then he's like, God, why did you let me die? And he's like, I sent you three people. Oh, I, I've not heard that story. Tell, tell us this gospel, Megan. You don't know this? I feel like I've heard it, but maybe not. But now that you're saying it, I'm like, can you, can you just share it? So there's a man, like, so a flood starts. I feel like I'm going to fuck this up. It's can okay. It's all right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're okay. This is our friends listening. Perfect. So there's a flood. And, like, someone comes by in a little, like, boat and says, like, come with me because the guy's street is flooded. And the guy says, no, I asked God for help. And then, like, the water rises. He gets on the roof. 
more people come by and ask him if he wants to get on their boat, like, let us help you. God's going to save me. A helicopter comes. He's like, no, 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 God's going to save me. And then he drowns and dies. And he gets to heaven and says, why didn't you save me? And he said, I sent you three people. I think it was like a fireman, a boat, and a helicopter. Okay, but yours was much better, your story. <laughs> anyway, so it's kind of this thing of like, you have to like take what's being put in front of you. Like there's literally this roadmap of like, this is how you sell online. This is how you build a referral network. This is how you, and it's so funny because it sounds so cheesy, but like literally like, this is how you make your dreams come true. And people are like, oh, but I don't want to do it that way. And it's like, cool. So what do you want to do? Cause I don't have a problem with you doing it differently. You know me, like I have recreated so many wheels. Like I kicked investors out of my company. Like I don't do anything the way I'm supposed to. So if you don't want to do things my way, like, then what's your plan? And they're like, oh, well, I'm manifesting it. It'll come to me. And I'm like, it's cool. So mindset and manifestation to me are two different things. Like, I feel like the mindset is amazing. Like, great. And that's what you're talking about. The like, I believe I can have it is your mindset. But like manifestation takes, blah, blah, blah. I can't talk. Manifestation takes action. Like, you cannot have it unless you were going after it and doing it. So like, cool, you want to be a billionaire, but you're sitting on your couch on Instagram all day and you're creating jack shit except for like funny memes, which by the way, I create some snarky funny memes and I love them. But like, that can't be what you do all day and expect to make a billion dollars. Well, I think we talk about this a lot on this podcast is, you know, getting the divine insight, taking inspired action. So what I love is that, you know, you, you have this pioneer spirit. You really run at things when you get an idea. You just immediately take action. You are very open to the feedback you get in order to pivot and you pivot really quickly. So I, I think that this, the message that I'm hearing for our listeners that may be, you know, um, I, I want to say stuck in the ethereal, but I think sometimes when we are uh, beings that are super creative or super connected, you know, it's hard for people to sometimes ground and then can sometimes dismiss the action steps it takes. Right. So if you're thinking of things, and this is what I like to speak of with, you know, maybe some healer, um, you know, spiritual entrepreneurs that are, are feeling they're like, Oh, like I, I, I need to like not hide, but just like, Oh, like a little secret. It's like, no, like if you want to have impact, you have to let people know how you're going to impact them. You know, so um, I'm bringing this up because I want to loop back around. So let's, how would, like, is, are these things as far as like uh, taking inspired action, would you say that if I have, if I'm an entrepreneur of any kind, creative or spiritual, and I'm starting a new business, how would maybe taking your mastermind help me with those action items? Like what, like, how would that be connected? So this mastermind is specifically, and I wanted to really like hone in on a skill. So you'll learn like different business things and practices, but we were really talking about like how to sell your individual products or service. So that's what it is. Um, you get all of my sales expertise. We're also giving a year access to Perform's course library. Wow. 
is amazing. Um, it's three one-on-one sessions with me, which Diana knows this probably means like as many as you want because I'm crazy and can't and don't say no to people. No, we have loving boundaries with things. There's, there's boundaries, but there's unlimited tech support. You get three one-on-ones with me, 10 group sessions. We have amazing speakers and guests coming, which I'm so excited about. We have spiritual support for you with Diana. Yes, I'm not only, I'm so excited to share with everybody. So I'm not only taking this mastermind for myself because I am just like a like a learning hoarder. Like I just want to know all the things. So not only am I a part of this mastermind, I am also going to be one of the guest teachers helping those that are a part of this group tap into their intuition so you can make decisions based from a heart center that are in alignment of your own truth, not what other people are telling you. So you can practice embodying that pioneer spirit like Megan shows us as far as, you know, learning the rules so then you can break them, right? Yeah. I love that. Um, And even like, I would call you more than like a guest speaker or teacher because everyone else is like coming on for their like hour and a half and leaving. And like Diana is going to be really supportive and like help us with some cool things during the 10 weeks. So it's going to be Super fun. Well, I just think it's like worth doing. I mean, we're not sharing yet, but I've heard whispers of some of the guests and these are like epic, epic lineup. And I think also too, I know you mentioned it before, but I mean, I am just going to be really like hashtag very Aries blunt here. It's like, I think signing up just for the three one-on-one sessions with Megan alone is like a game changer. And I'm just going to be really vulnerable here with everybody. Like, you know, and I don't know if this is you, but if it is, then this, I promise you, this will be like good fit to do is like, you know, I get all these ideas. I'm great with big picture thinking. I can make up ideas of things of what other people should do. Like I, I'm like, I have so many ideas. It's like a faucet, but you know, the thing I need help with is not mindset. The thing I need help with is human, tangible, 3D, like what is the roadmap? What are the things, you know, cause I want to have a huge impact. I want to do big things. So if you are listening to this and you are feeling a call to really next level, what you're doing and create impact while also receiving the money that you deserve, that is your birthright. Like this is the mastermind for you. And don't be scared. It's, you know, it's called sales boss mastermind, but like rethink what sales really means. Like, it's like that connection that, you know, your environment. So, you know, how, how can you be a boss in your own life? And so I really think that this mastermind is such a great, like, I'd say like, I don't want crash course, but like it is like business school. I keep saying it's like an accelerated mastermind because most mastermind is six or 12 months. Yeah. You only get to see everyone once a month and like, you might get private coaching, you might not, but like, I tried to think about what I really needed in those first like six months of my business or year of my business or like, if I hadn't known sales, like what did I, what would I have needed last year? And it's this, it's like something that's concise. You know, we're doing it from the week after Labor Day to the week before Thanksgiving on purpose. Um, I really wanted to like put it in a time slot where it was like, people don't normally travel during that time. You know what I mean? Like, kids are back in school. If you have kids, 
it should be a calmer time for everyone getting over summer and like it cooling down. I don't know about you, but for me, like fall is always different. Well, like, I can't wait for fall. I, I, I'm ready for fall. like pumpkin and witchy things. And, like I just, I'm just going to like put like cat videos with pumpkins make, on make it. You... Oh, <laughs> my friends in LA, I think are going to figure out a way to do like a Halloween party. Really? And they're oh, like, my... too. Oh, oh, that'll be fun. I, I, I'm excited for Sorry. Halloween. This is the vortex. We come yeah, back. I know. I, like, we got a track and then we got off track. Oh, I want to ask something last about the mastermind. And then I have another yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. So if you, if somebody signs up for this mastermind, what would you, what is your intention for those that sign up for this mastermind, accelerated mastermind? So the intention is that you come out of it one with like a very clear sales plan and system and that you're making more sales. So I am a get it done person. Like, I think I said this to you the other day, like in tech, we call this getting your MVP out. And it literally means just like getting all your information into something and putting it out into the world. It's like messy. It's not great, but it has all the things. I'm not like a, it has to be pretty and perfect. It's like, you know, this is about me. Like, Almost nothing I do is pretty imperfect. It's like, it's a little messy, but like I run at it and I get it done. Yeah. So the goal is that you have some, you have a new plan and that like you're heading into the holidays in 2021 with like, I'm going to crush this. I'm going to make six figures next year. Like you have the solid plan. I have a question for those, because I I, I can just feel it. For those few that are listening and still are not feeling good about the terminology sales. I can be a little intense too. They're probably like, well. No, it's not that. It's not that. I'm just wanting to reframe it because I'm thinking about those because I know this can help because I meet so many different spiritual businesses. It's connection. What if you're thinking uh, of like your plan for connection? It literally can be like, this is how I build my like, my core group of people that connect me to other people. Like, and there's going to be people in this mastermind who are going to do that for you. Like, I'm so excited about the members. I know I've shared with you, but like not publicly everyone. And this weekend had some like messy stuff. I try to be very conscious of like what I'm putting out there. Like if I hear something about like Black Lives Matter or like another murder or something, like I'm not going to put out business stuff. That's just me personally. Um, But like we have artists, we have hairstylists, we have a CBD distribution person. We have a tech founder, we have a doctor, we have Diana, like right now we have 14 people signed up. So like it's across everything, but it's everything from like a tech founder to a doctor, to a tattoo artist, to Diana. Yeah. It's across the board. Oh, and gym owners, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's everything. So there's not a person that doesn't fit in this. And it was really like, I just wanted a space for one, for women who don't fit into like what we typically see in like our Instagram coaching masterminds mm-hmm. um, and like feel comfortable and included. Like I want everybody to come and be like, oh, I belong here. That's the feeling I want you to have. And like, we're all going to learn together. We're all going to support each other. Oh, I love that so much. I really, really do. I have a couple questions because I really want to stay focused because you and I could like, I mean, we've already interrupted ourselves twice. We're talking about boys, dreams, so coffee. Many I'm just really thinking about because- 
the thing, the reason why also I think that this would be such a great, you know, and you guys, I don't, I'm not going to share anything on this podcast. You know me that I don't hundred percent believe in. And I just, this is really a great opportunity to hear and learn from people, bosses, CEOs, leaders that are having a huge impact and also living their dream life. And it's not all like wishy-washy, like, you know, uh, like, I mean, it, it can be, it's, can be a messy road too. So like get in the rooms, get in the support that you need from your environment. Um, you know, and also too, like with the shift, and I've mentioned this on other solo episodes is, you know, a lot of people are moving to online businesses. They're, you know, having to think about things a little differently and how they move in the world and provide for themselves and their family. This is a great opportunity to come up with your plan, come up with your roadmap so you can go into this new year because it's going to come closer than we think and have a roadmap on what your next action items is. So that's the last thing I want to say about the mastermind as far as, you know, if you're feeling a pull listening to this, like there's info in the show notes, send us an email um, and we'll get you signed up. And if you still need more clarification, I'm sure Megan is happy to hop on a quick call to like answer any questions you have. DM me, set up a call. There's a form on the sales page on the website to okay. set up a call. So in true okay. fashion, I want to move on to something else. Okay, so, let's go. Okay, it's it's all still related because I want to empower those that are listening how to be their spiritual selves and also boss mindset. So what do you feel is like the number, like how, what makes you feel like a boss? How can we move about our world in the day if someone's just starting something new and they're working on getting their confidence, like like what can they do or belief or what do you feel like it takes to be a boss? I would say from like maybe month six, I was completely convinced that I was going to build a billion dollar company. Like, I think you have to be a little like insanely and not that it's crazy, but like insanely obsessed with what you're doing to the point where you're like, Oh, I can't fail. Like, there's this level, and if you talk to people that have become billionaires, they will tell you this, like, they actually, long before they became a billionaire, believed that they would be, every single one of them. And so it's this mindset that, and it doesn't have to be billionaire. It could be like, I believe next year I'm going to make 250000 or I believe next year is the year that I make 80000 for the first time, because I remember being there, like, not even making a hundred grand yet. And like 80,000 sounded like a ton of money and would have changed everything for me. You know what I mean? Like there's these different levels of it, but I think once you get to like the first time it happens and then the second time it happens. So it's really just this huge belief in yourself and what you're building. And it's not going to happen if you're not a hundred percent into what you're building. You know what I mean? Like yeah, if I you don't that. feel a hundred percent good about it, it can't happen because you're trying to convince yourself into it. So that I think goes exactly back to what we we're talking about earlier, as far as like having um, an abundant mindset and the belief around that, and also making decisions. It's like this is where I'm. I love tying like things back to the tangible as well as spiritual. It goes back to even if you're thinking like selling something, it's like what is coming from a heart center because people can feel that a hundred percent. 
So would you say for those stepping into being a boss for themselves, starting their own businesses, that it is vital for them to get really clear on what feels good to them as far as how they want to interact in the world, as far as their services? 100%. I think you need to be very clear on who you want to show up as who you want in your inner circle, because those people are going to matter more than you could ever imagine when you're building your own business and what you want to offer to the world. Those are the three things I would get super clear on, like who in my circle now is going to be really, really supportive of me. And I know is always going to have my back. Like you need those people. You need to know who you want to show up as. And like, for me, that's myself, you know, this, like I show up messy. I show up however I am. For some people, that's, I only want people to see this side of my life and that's okay too. It's whatever you feel a hundred percent comfortable at. Um, not everyone is going to share that like they're firing investors or, you know, whatever I share, I share all kinds of crazy shit. Like I'm, you guys can look at my Instagram. You'll see, I share everything. Um, and then you have to be 100% on, on like whatever you are offering. So if that is coaching, if that's a course, if that's one-on-one mentorship, like whatever that is, you have to be like, this feels so aligned and so perfect that I can do it for the next four years and I'm going to make a million dollars. So that's my biggest piece of advice. It's, it's against everything everyone else will tell you as far in the business world, but it's about what's inside of you and what feels right. Oh, boom. Highlight for the episode right there. I love that so much. There's our clip. That, that's the clip. I was literally like, highlight, 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 highlight. I love that so, so much. I want to ask you, like, what is something about your journey that, you know, you wish people would know? Mm. I don't know if I wish people would know, but I think it's important that people know this. Like there's a couple things last year. I almost lost everything. So, and you will hear this from everyone who's ever been what we see as like monetarily successful at some point they have lost everything. Like you almost have to lose and rebuild and lose and rebuild. And it's like that third or fourth time that you get to that place. Um, But I'm so like, I built my dream to begin with. I didn't take the easy roads and I'm not willing to lose it. So that's a difference for me. And I think if you start with what you ultimately want, like that's, you can do that. And like, you'll, you're almost more bought in. So you're like not willing to lose it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that makes me want to ask, like, what does success mean to you? I'm... It's multiple layers. So I'm a business person. I like money. I like fancy things. Like I'm a little bougie, but I'm also like very mountain girl. I barely ever put on makeup. You know what I mean? Like I've got both sides. Um, monetarily wise, like I want all the things, but I also want all the money to be able to help all the people. Um, so there's a need in me for like that kind of success. Mm-hmm. but there's also like, I focus so much on my career and we've talked about this for years. The like, 
I'm now at the point where I'm like, oh, I kind of want these other things. Like I have amazing friends. I have an amazing network. And I think that shows the, like the personal side of me. I thought I was going to sneeze slash burp. Have you ever had that happen? A sneeze. Like the, well, what is happening right now? Sneeze burp. Do you need to get it out? You're clearing some energy. I feel right now talking about this. Ugh. It's literally like energy clearing as you're. Well, how is all this happening at once? Oh my god, uh, you're totally healing yourself right now. You're totally only now. on this podcast can we have this conversation. And then <laughs> like you're clearing energy out, Megan. <laughs> you are as you're talking about it. You literally just moved something. <clears throat> anyway. We're going to cut the coughing and burping out. <laughs> oh, no, but I love it. It's real, real I'm talk. Not get it out. Um, but, you know, there's this, like, I think success is, I don't think there's a wrong way to view it. One, I think so many people are telling you what success is. Like, how many times are you getting on and people are like, success is not when you buy the house or the car. It's when you have a family or success is this or success. Like, why does anybody have an opinion of what success is for anybody else? Well, I think it goes back to like, you know, having to check in and have that clarity for yourself. Because like I did a podcast episode the uh, recently, uh, you know, as far as redefining success, because I've been asking myself this, like, you know, my whole life I've been super driven and super honestly motivated by kind of like a, not an intentional FU attitude, but like anybody that told me I couldn't do this, I don't know how hard it is, da, 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 da. It was like, well, I'm going to show you like, like super Aries, like I'm going to do that. And now it feels more of like less, like definitely success has shifted for me in the sense of, you know, freedom is like my number. It's like freedom, to do what I want, when I want, I want the time. I also believe I deserve to get compensated for what I bring and how I show up because I know what I bring when I show up. Well, and I think that is, that's knowing your value, right? Like, so for me, it's all these different things and it's, you know, it's funny. It's, I think success changes as we change, like, but I want all of it. And like, like you say very Aries, like I am an Aries, I'm an ENFJ, I'm a manifester, and I'm an Enneagram three. Like there's I am who I am and I'm so I enjoy working. Oh yeah, like, you're I, a little the you're a little you like love the you're like I'm I like right. it. I like the grind, I like getting shit done, I like like closing a sale. These are things that like actually bring me joy and like purpose where I'm like, I'm building something. Like, I love this feeling that I'm building a literal empire and like generational wealth and all these things. But like, I also understand that that's not for everyone. And I also understand to build generational wealth, there has to be generations after me. So, you know, there's a little bit of like, I've focused so much on my career that like success now may look like more time to date other people or date at all because I don't really date um you know like I'm kind of ready to like find that person my like soul partner my I love it your divine compliment yeah I'm ready so there's that part where it's like okay this is a time where I need to start putting people in place that can take some things off of my plate so I can start building that side of my empire that I want what is something 
during this time that you've actually really enjoyed about the pandemic? Um, I have slept more than I've slept in like 15 years and not in a bad way, but like I actually sleep now. Like the first couple of months were a shit show. I think I share this with you. I was like, I was eating, this was disgusting. One of my friends found at like one of those discount stores, caramel filled marshmallows that just the bottom was dipped in chocolate. <laughs> we talk about this. <laughs> so I was drinking like three bottles of wine a week, eating caramel filled marshmallows. I think I even bought like Oreos and Lucky Charms at one point. And the crazy thing is like, I'm not a sweets person. It was just kind of like, fuck it. Like it's the end of the world. I'll eat whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> um, but as it's like, we've kind of settled into it and things have opened up. Like we're really lucky in this County. Like until last week we had like salons and gyms open and like people there's I won't get into the politics of it but like pros and cons to like every community that you live in but like there's gyms that are refusing to close so we still get to go to the gym okay um, and just for the record everybody she, uh Megan lives up in near Yosemite in northern California yeah I have a little yeah. mountain house that oh this might be my favorite thing I full-time moved into my mountain house Oh, I love that. Cause you were splitting time between, um, Texas and, and Oakland and Oakland and, and mountain town mountain and town. like traveling all over the place. Do you like traveling? I love it. And I actually really miss it. So this is part of like, I actually think I needed to slow down to realize that like, I wanted more time to spend with like people that I'm interested in building a life with. Um, I was getting so much time with like very successful men, if this makes sense, like, because I was always traveling and seeing them for work that it was like, Oh, I'm already having dinner with all these men. You know what I mean? Like it was kind of feeling this like need to have that energy in my life. And I wasn't getting it once the pandemic happened. Well, don't you feel that like now the energy has shifted for you I mean, you're still a very intentional about your business and the moves yeah. you make with that, but don't you think that now that intentional outlook has poured into your relationships and home life versus it just being a byproduct? Absolutely. I think it's way more intentional. I think the way I take care of myself is more intentional now. Um, I really only do like three to five things a day as far as like work tasks go, like I talked to my, oh, I love all that. Oh my gosh. I love knowing things. But I take like, take like nature walks now and well, not right now because it's crazy smoky. Do you but, have you a know, morning ritual? I do. Um, it doesn't always happen. I know some people are like crazy about it. My biggest thing this year was like giving myself grace for things that don't happen is one of the things I started oh, this beautiful. year with. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I'm one of those people that like, I constantly, I'm always going to have a task list over a hundred things. Cause I have 24 employees and a dev team in Argentina and like all these things that like people don't see on the outside because I'm not in an office with all these people. Like we have this idea of what a CEO is and that's not what it is anymore. Um, so people don't see all of that and they don't understand the like, what is a CEO to now? I think it's different for everyone. Like there still is that corporate CEO that goes to an office every day, 
but I think most of us are trying to build this life where we're not in an office every day and are, we trust our employees and we trust them to work remotely and get their jobs done. And like, you know, I feel like I hire very qualified, very educated, highly paid people and me standing over them is not going to make them get their job done any faster. Well, you've set the intention and have been really clear on like who you're calling in. So then you're like, are really trusting them. I love that. What would you say is something that, and I guess, I mean, we've touched on things throughout this conversation, but like, what is something you'd say that you, it's funny, like, what are you healing? Like, what are you dealing with? It's so funny. Cause even in the intro to this, it's like the only way to heal yourself is to deal with it. So like, what is the thing you're currently like dealing with? Like, what are you healing right now? Oh, so, you know, like I have an amazing coach, um, Stefanos and so many things. I think my biggest thing right now is like my relationship with myself and my body like how I view my body. Um, and I think that's all women. I think it's a little different right now for women who are plus sized or like don't fit the mold. Um, and I don't want to project my shit onto anybody else, but like, it's been difficult, like being in my thirties and like, I grew up figure skating and playing soccer. So like this body is not what I've always had. And it's like figuring out like, how I'm still me in this body way also making really healthy choices and like working out and things like that. It's, um, it's an interesting journey to like figure out where it all came from and heal it. Don't you think that this is like such a perfect time to do that? Like, I feel like, you know, this, it's like really having that slowdown instead of us being like constantly distracted. Um, thank you for sharing that. Um, and now I want to follow up with I do believe this in my heart, like so strongly. I believe every single person being on this planet has a special little nugget healing ability that nobody else can do that is specifically for them. That's just something I personally believe. So what would you say if you could declare it, what would you say your personal healing superpower is? Like, what is the thing that you feel, you know, when you are helping somebody or connecting with somebody, you're like, Oh, that's my little wand of my own magic. That's helping you. It's so funny that you're asking this because something actually came up last night, but I would say that part of it, and it's almost like the most uncomfortable part to heal is I'm really good at helping people face the truth and be okay with it. Like, and I don't actually love this all the time. Like, it's almost like I was born with like a lie detector where I'm like, oh, you're full (laughs) of shit. What's actually going on in your life? You know, but it's, I was talking about this with someone last night. I went to the gym with a friend and we were sitting outside in the parking lot after and I was talking about a certain situation. And he was like, Meg, not everyone is open to your come to Jesus moments. Like you have to realize like it's, it's not your job to get them there. It's your job to hold space for them when they are there. And I was like, oh, like, you know what I mean? Because sometimes we're like, wait, but we know the truth or we know this or like, I know that you need to talk about this thing, but if that person's not ready, we can't force them to do it. Well, I think that's also in alignment with, um, 
you know, just having discernment on knowing when, you know, meeting people where they're at. It's very interesting. It's like, you know, I, I mean, I feel that even with, um, I, I feel like this is, I'm going to just take a wild shot because I actually really do believe this. Um, I feel like we're both very similar with um, our opinions on things. Like we have very certain, like, like I know this, like this is the truth, you know, this is, this is the truth of the thing. I'm going to call this out how it is. And you know, like something I've, I have to, I, I think it's a lifelong thing because it's always meant in good intentions, but like, you know, it, and everybody's a little different. It's like knowing when your feedback is wanted, when people are asking for it, you know, and then also like, we're both people, I think that are very like, open and communicative maybe we're too communicative like over communicators of like oh i need feedback i need help with this and i think sometimes you know when people are starting something new and they're doubting themselves and they actually need help but they are not knowing how to ask for it right it's that it's i think for me personally it's that interesting balance of like having the discernment of when to step in and help somebody or letting them come to me to ask um, because it's just, it's just very interesting. So it's like, I definitely like, and, and that's also included with like, you know, like downloads for things, you know, when somebody's yeah. saying something, I'm like, oh, you should, it's like, you know, you need to also experience your own life and come up with your own. Does that make sense? I was very wordy there. It totally made sense to me. I think everyone else, no, everybody will follow it. It'll be fine. They, they, they've been listening. Uh, this is my cult crew here of dealer dealers. I'm going to be like, family don't listen to this one actually it's not that bad i'm gonna be like i only called your church a cult like three times it's totally fine well i think i mean there's all different kinds you know uh, um no i think it's great i think that it's so funny that you said that we're kind of like the same like i don't know if it was you or somebody else it may it was probably you someone was like sometimes it's like the maury pulpit show where like you all of a sudden like see this little image of him being like, and that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Oh my gosh. I, I just like, I, the thing that I find like, especially, oh my God, now I'm going to like, as I get older is like, I just can't like, I don't say surface conversations, but like, I can't handle that. And I think like people like throw around, we've talked about this before and I know we could probably do a whole another episode on this, but like, I'm a little bit like burnt out on the discussion of authenticity because I just feel like, you know, um, to me, it's like to be authentic is to own all parts of ourselves, but this is what's interesting. I'm going to call myself out on this. So I'm saying this Cause like specifically, I, you know, I'm very outgoing and stuff, but I, I am also a very private person. Like, you know, my relationships are very, like, I feel very like intimate relationships with my friends and people in my life. So it's like, I know I show up often authentically in real life off online, but it is interesting. And I'm sure people could relate that are listening. It is interesting with online. And you mentioned it before, like how you share, you know, everything, you know, the full yeah. gamut on there. I sometimes hesitate to do that on social media too, because in reality, this is just my belief for myself. If I'm having a hard time or I'm going through something, I know for me, I move through things very quickly. 
And I also am sensitive to like not put this out there and then have it be a ripple effect and like, and, and energetically putting that out there to then affect other people because of all the other trauma we have going on. Right. I've already moved through it. And also I think this is something a lot of us humans have a hard time with is just fucking listening to people and not trying to help them with it. It's like, you know so what I mean? Much. Um, I will say the thing I keep private and you know, this is I don't talk about, I will at a certain point, but I don't talk about people I'm dating. So like, I won't post pictures. Like that's something that gets to be private to me until like, until we're like full blown, like real relationship. Yeah. Um, but there is a point, And I think I used to be much more private about things happening, but it's funny that other people will make things public, which almost like you can have two thoughts. Like I can have the thought of like, fuck like lawyers and PR say I need to like address this mm-hmm. you know what I mean or like whatever and some things do need to be addressed and some things just need to be like shut down like a stop asking me about it I'm not addressing it like this is stupid yeah. little thing. Mm-hmm. which I try to do in a really nice way like I did it the other night I posted something that was like I'm not talking about it but here's my thought on like this type of scenario yeah um so I don't know. I think that there's there's something weird that happens when you decide that you're going to have a really big life and make it public that you don't always get to decide. So I really respect people that decide to keep their lives very private. A lot of people in tech do. They don't even really have social media. Um, you know, it's just a personal decision. Like how much are you comfortable having out there? Well, it's also interesting because I mean, I don't know if anybody else listening feels the same way. I genuinely go through waves of feeling like I love Instagram. I love sharing. I love taking story times of like all those different things. And then we'll like the next week feel like, yeah, I just, I really have no desire to go online at all. And I just want to like live my life. Um, So it's just, it's interesting because it's like, um, where did I hear this before? I'm now... I think I forget where I just heard this, but it's like, there's been no other time that we've been like having the audiences that we have. So if you do something, if you make a mistake, if you do something wrong, or if it's like, now it's like in front of like millions and millions of people. Whereas, you know, it's, it's just, it's just interesting. The amount of, you know, we we're talking about before, like feedback on things. So it's like, you know, I right. think, it, Yeah. I think that I've heard that before too. So I'm pretty sure I know where you got it. But the other thing to remember is that there are millions and millions of people putting their life out there and no one actually cares or remembers. Mm -hmm. So unless you did something astronomically horrible, like you're not Elizabeth Holmes from Theranos. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? You're not out there making like racist jokes these are things that people remember and will come after you for. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to come after you because like you said something wrong or shared that you were depressed or you know what I mean? Like there's, I think what we see as like, Oh my God, that's a mistake in my life. Millions of people are going to see it. Like I'm not telling young girls to go out and start like videotaping themselves, like dancing on bars. I would actually tell young girls now, like 
probably don't want to dance on bars because fuck well, everyone what can bars put open. <laughs> Fair. Also, like, if I have a kid. Like, thinking about myself, my young 20s, who definitely danced on bars and did crazy things, but like, this wasn't an issue then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, most people didn't even have camera phones in my early 20s. We were still fucking taking our pictures. Remember oh, with the, the little, disposable? Like, you know, the you know, Kodak disposables? No, like the Canon Elfs, and then you'd go home oh, yeah. and like, plug them in and like upload everything to your MySpace. Oh my gosh. I remember in high school, we had the- I'm aging myself a lot right now. Okay. Well, I am too. I, I actually think, wait, I, I think I'm one year older than you. I think you are too. Oh gosh. I, I would, but okay. But um, what was I going to say? Oh, I remember in high school, we had the Kodak, um, like disposable Kodak cameras. Those were really funny. Oh my gosh. If I ever have a daughter, I, I'd feel bad for my kids if I ever have a human children because- human children um because like i would like not allow them to do any of the shit like i'd be one of those mobs that are like you're going to outward bound like you're living gonna learn how to live off the land you're not allowed to go any theme parks like you're not allowed to like i would make them like i, I don't know what you'd call that Maybe- i don't know what i would i have no idea what i'm gonna do if i have children i actually but- project my childhood things onto them i'd be like i think this all sounds fun and so you're gonna do it we're going to like move to an island or something. I have no idea. They're going to be with me all the time. I'm terrified now. Like I, a friend posted something like a couple weeks ago, which is just like crappy, but I was like, oh, they're getting those stupid little phones or watches that have like just the five program numbers in them and they can call 911. Yeah. They're not getting social media. Like, no, I'm terrified yeah. what kids do on social media. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We're totally like on so many we're, tangents. So sorry. Guys. Like, this really is like quick. the story of our life. Uh, I'm going I'm to get to my point with what I was saying about social okay. media. That's okay. Go. Really okay. Go. Okay, so my point is yes. Millions of people can potentially see your mistake and it's out there, but one, who the fuck cares? Everyone makes mistakes. And unless you're doing something harmful to other people, I don't think anybody's going to remember that mistake. So like, I just don't want people to be afraid to live their lives and be themselves on social media. But I also like, you don't have to. So like whatever you choose is right for you is right for you. Okay. I love that. So I just want to wrap this up in a little bow. We're going to play a quick little game really quick. So like fire questions. Well, never, I don't know. They just come. I, I really, I don't normally, and some of my listeners know this already because I, I mean, I don't normally like prepare or write things down. I just like okay. channel like what to ask, but I like briefly, I mean, I did try to write down questions before this, but I totally didn't listen to them and my, can't even read my handwriting, like seriously. Um, <laughs> okay. So two quick okay. questions. So if we were to travel back to right when you started your own company, what is a piece of advice you would give that former uh, Megan from now? Um, three years ago, I would tell her that she knows what she's doing and she doesn't need the advice of all these other people. Like, just get clear and go with your gut. I wish I would have known that three years ago. And that also goes back in a, a line of... Um, you know, with your sales boss mastermind of, you know, you're providing this information, but also you get to choose what you want to take on and implement. Always. Like when I'm saying 
don't take advice of other people. I actually let other people make decisions for my business who were like quote experts. Mm -hmm. And we've done really well. Like I have no complaints, but there's a lot of heartache and hardship that I wouldn't have gone through had I just gone with my gut. Cause were you, when you were going to, you, were you comparing decisions you made with like what you've been told the way it should be done? I would literally just ask, like I had been introduced to these like kind of low level investors mm-hmm. um, and was strung along a bit of like, if I did what they said, they would invest in my company. Okay. It, it's a long, like another podcast. I've talked about it on a lot yeah. of other podcasts about like getting conned for money and like stolen. Wow. Wow. Um, but had I just like, we know, like we have intuition and a gut for a reason. Like we know when things are wrong and my number one piece of advice and wish I would have listened to myself then is to listen to yourself. I love that. That goes in alignment with everything I talk about in this podcast is like empowering yourself. Like you're your own guru. You're your own healer. Like you get to take on what feels good to you and, and ignore the rest. Um, yes. Well, I just want to take a second and honor you. I'm so grateful to have you on. I'm so grateful for our friendship. I'm just so excited for all the amazing things that you're sharing and your all the value you bring with specifically this mastermind. I'm so honored to be a part of it. I'm so excited. Like I just, I the thing that I'm just so excited about this whole time is like, it's like we are building a new world. So everything that everybody is doing that is feeling from a heart center, it's like you are being called for duty and you can have a hell of a time and love your life as you're building your empire. It doesn't have to be, you know, having to choose. You get to be both and you get to choose for yourself what that success looks like. So I just, I'm so excited um, and just really deeply grateful. Oh, I love you so much. And I'm grateful for you. I think now more than ever, we get to have the lives that we want. So it's a great time to start building them. Thank you, Megan. Oh, where can everybody find and follow you? So I'm most active on Instagram. We'll tag it, but it's at Meg's Everett. Um, and then we'll give all the links for Mastermind and like perform stuff in the Amazing. In the well, thank you so much, Megan. that's a wrap for today on the healer dealer podcast if you liked this episode it would mean the world to me if you could leave a five-star review and let me know what you loved about this episode and what you want to hear more of until then do what feels good know that you are always supported and it is your birthright to have all the things you desire i'm your healer dealer diana zalecki thank you so much for being here i hope to see you next time cheers